Entering our second season of Blood Time, we want to thank not only our phenomenal and remarkable individuals that were our guests, but also the support, the incredible support that we have had throughout the community, not only locally, but nationally. What you can absolutely put to bed as guaranteed the second season of Blood Time are more remarkable individuals, more transformative stories, and more Blood Time moments. Please give a listen to the second season for we are all blood. Coach Cimarroni here. Love to all. This is Coach Cimarroni for Next Level Continuing Education. Next Level brings unique education to real estate professionals and real estate investors on how to get money effectively and efficiently into real estate investments. Next Level Continuing Education has ditched the traditional continuing education platform. Gone are the days of listening to boring content in a stuffy classroom setting. Come jump on a Zoom call whenever you find it comfortable and learn how to expand your real estate portfolio. Next Level CE brings unique content across Ohio and the Midwest to teach real estate investors how to become their own bank using the infinite banking concept to acquire more properties quickly. Call Ryan M. Miller, the CE Specialist, at 330-933-8231 or click on the link in our show notes. That's Ryan M. Miller, CE Specialist, 330-933-8231 or our show notes. The link is where you go. Thank you. Hey, this is Coach Cimarroni, and I've got my radio voice on because I've got an entertainer sitting next to me. How are you guys today? I have got Double D, David Dennis Mackey. What's up, brah? Hey, what's going on? This is great. Dude, we are off the rails here with an entertainer. Yeah, we've already been talking. We, you, you people missed some stories already. In, indeed, indeed. We've got a long history. Even though David was a little bit younger than me, we both matriculated at... Beachwood High School. Yes, we did. The Absolutely. mean streets of Beachwood. Back Holy in the cow! Day. Yeah, we fought. <laughs> we fought with insults, not with fists. Uh, but you came. You had a similar kind of a Howard Sternish uh, upbringing with uh, getting your butt kicked over an Ashtabula, right? Yes, as a yes, uh, as a man of the tribe, my first uh, of the years. Hebrew faith. Yes, yes, the <laughs> only Jewish family around. You exactly in the uh, in the hinterlands of oh, yeah. of deep into Lake County, right? I know what getting or beat Ashtabula up County. means. Yeah, exactly right. So then you you move to, to Beachwood and you sort of find your groove there. And, yeah, you know, Beachwood mom. is a huge entertainment, uh, arts, uh, educational community, particularly back then, so that you were exposed to artists, but also, too, you were encouraged to maybe well, do yeah, some things that were more creative. You know, coming out of Ashtabula, getting beat up all the time, and then moving to a Jewish community where we just fit in it was so quiet yeah doors weren't locked and it was mostly jewish people and right you know i came from playing hardball as we talked earlier for the atlanta braves and the powder puff league and there you go they didn't even play hardball here in beachwood because they were afraid to get hurt <laughs> so it was weird well you know it's interesting because i was raised obviously in beach and i was the only italian pretty much in the whole school except for maybe <laughs> one or two other guys and stand out and stand out and my dad created the first football team in seventh grade 
So we had, he was my coach. He was our coach. So we had this non-sanctioned football team. He actually made the Sports Illustrated, but then got sued. Mm. <laughs> he was, he was going to get sued by some of the, the parents because they didn't, you know, want to. So it, it was, it was done, but. Wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, sports, yeah it was weird, man. Sports it was weird. wasn't the greatest in beach with back no. then. It was, <laughs> Especially you know, football. Jewish guys are a little bit short and right. they weren't that athletic at the time. And well, I was on the very first team that won a league game in 1974 mm. we we had such a celebration that we took our helmets and hit the top of the school bus they had to decommission the school bus it was <laughs> so destroyed but we beat richmond heights i remember i remember you on the team i was i was um i was marching in the band I, I, there you, you go know, yeah i got into the band early and often from middle school i was the um i was allowed to go with the high school twice a year right from middle school my mom gave me the permission, and the band director, um, Mr. Shahan, loved me. I was like teacher's pet. So there you go. I went on the uh, jazz band tour to Louisville, and um, the band, the the regular band. What'd you play? To, um, I was a drummer at the time. Fantastic. But I was playing drums since I was eight. My grandfather brought me some Rogers Sparkle Red Sparkle drum set. I was eight. Didn't go to school that day. It was I love a Monday. It. And I learned. And I played yeah. till my fingers bled. You know. Sure. Like that right. song. Oh yeah. Right. And, uh, by 14, I was pretty much winning all the awards in Ohio for, for playing snare drum. That's but fantastic. Mr. Shahan, my last year of middle school, right. in the pods. Yeah, the pods, middle the middle, middle school, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, listen, I want you to Concept learn, one and shit, right? Yeah, I want yeah. you to learn a melody instrument. So he said, get a trumpet. Here's right. the fingering. He gave me a chart. I practiced all summer, came back. I was first chair as a freshman, but the older guys were mad, so I moved to second chair. Boy, and sure. I started playing trumpet. Fantastic. In the, in the band. In Holy the band, especially for the, you know, the games. We'd go out yeah, to Berkshire, yeah, Newberry. Yeah, it was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah it was on fun. The, on the bus. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it, the reason I have you in here, and uh, I, I'm excited to, to do this and going off our, uh, you know, our typical interview with an athlete, mm -hmm. but you've had many blood time moments, and you've done some incredible things in front of some incredible people, such as George Bush. Yes, such as um, Jessica Simpson, yeah. such of, but David, tell me what inspired, I mean, Shahan, you talk about what inspired you to be this incredible entertainer in your adult life? Well, I think it was just kind of knowing what I wanted to, to be, Okay, uh, you know, from going to Ohio state and, you know, after a couple of years, yeah, we more, talked about my, my my dearly departed brother-in-law Jimmy Guerrero, who yeah. I absolutely adore and miss yeah. miss so almost beyond words. Jimmy Guerrero was yeah. a, a natural athlete, a leader, a beautiful man, and he and gave birth to a D one coach, Matt, his son uh -huh. at Duke, wow. and a daughter, Liz. Okay who was the captain of the dance team at Wake Forest and and has choreographed and gone on tours with Demi Lovato and mm. Halsey and Kelly well, Clark. Crazy, right? Him what and, what and, a talented and guy. And your sister that he married, uh, <laughs> that was a king and queen. Yeah, you know, Carlo she, baby. Yeah. yeah, she was homecoming queen in my school. Yes. She was beautiful. And he was just, he was my corner man when I won uh, the welterweight uh, champ that night. Uh, uh, what, at what, what event? It was a... Uh, it was tough a, man. It was a welterweight. It was a TKO. It was um, uh, AAU sponsored. Okay. It was one of the offsets of being a you know boxing welterweight. That was an At offset. Ohio State. Yeah, I opened yeah, up my mouth. Yeah. I said, "Oh yeah, I can I do love that it. too. I'll That's go right. over there." Right. And um, so he was my corner man. Just uh, tremendous. We won uh, 
We won the Nose Bowl, which was my fraternity <laughs> against the other Jewish fraternity, That's which right. we never won. Sure. But having Jimmy as our quarterback. So you were a ZBT. I was a ZBT. Right. And he was time. like the only Dago in was, the whole ZBT, Oh, right? yeah. He was, I was pledge president, but he was yeah. in my class. We were yeah. freshmen, and I was the leader. I was... Um, he was he was drawing plays in the dirt while we were playing Sammy, and we I won. Love it. We first time ever to win the Nose Bowl. It was like winning the World Series. The I love that NFL championship. It was, <laughs> it was unreal. That's how much. Put those but, Sammys down, baby. But I, after a couple years of all that mm-hmm. and uh, winning Greek Week for yeah. the fraternity, we were just super super hot. Sure. And um, I left. Called my mama. Yeah. I said, "Hey, I'm coming home." My mom was always visionary. Always the one to. Give me that rope give her, until, give us I, her name. until I get in trouble, and then she pulls me back in. Shirley Mackey. Shirley Kessler Mackey. We we, we love she's Shirley. One of the greatest generations. She was part of it, you know, working for sure. World War II and stuff when she was in high school. But with that being said, I called her up, and she says, I'll come and get you. I go, Mom, I got my car here. Right. I'll wait up for you. Mom, I'm going to be home at 4 a.m. Right. Well, certainly I got home at 4 a.m. That door opened. Yeah. This is true. I walked in. I gave her a hug and a kiss. Yeah. And I said, Mom. I want to be a rock star. Wow. And she goes, I'll give you rock star. You're going to go down to the Cleveland Institute of Bartending to have something to fall back on. I go, Mom, I never fell in the ring. Oh, she wow. goes, oh, yeah, show me that left hook. And, boy, I was down at the Cleveland Institute of Bartending the next day. Yes. So that was something visionary she knew. Sure. And I fell back on bartending throughout the course of my entertainment career. Right. I was lead singer of Zaza. I wrote the regional hit song, Maybe Tomorrow, in 1988. Yeah. Tell me about Zaza. Oh, oh who, who, how did that happen? And that, that's like well, the mid-80s, right? <clears throat> I learned my craft as a front man in a band called Quick Okay, in the early 80s. Okay. And uh, finally started touring to, to Florida and playing and just learning. I was with older guys that uh, they, you know, if I made a mistake, they gave me that, we called it the Hamilton look. That Sure, that, yeah. The dirty look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, like, so I learned a lot. And then I wanted to, I started writing. Okay. My own music. And they Seemed to just kind of want to just kind of like Dennis Lewin, right? Yeah, yes. yeah, Dennis, yeah. Was, Dennis played on my hit song. Sure, well. I went yeah, after went after him. What a because I could play piano, but not like that. But right. I knew he would be the guy. Not many can play no. like Dennis. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I I quit that band, and mm-hmm. um, they came after me in Zaza, the the drummer, sure. uh, Sticky Fingers, and um, <laughs> yeah, Scotty Cormus. Love it. And he came over, <clears> and we talked, and. Uh, we jammed the first night down to the basement at his house in Garfield. Okay. And I knew it. Wow. I knew this was special. These guys were jumping up sure. and down in rehearsal. Sure. So uh, we quickly wrote a bunch of material. I wrote most of it and um, and then wrote Maybe Tomorrow. I knew it. I broke yeah. up with my girlfriend, you know, the whole nine yards. Oh, I yeah. came home. I Inspiration, got on baby. In Inspiration. Minutes, it was yeah. done. Yeah. And it yeah. changed. And I brought it over to the guys and they knew it. We all knew that song was it. Right. right. So, um, Fast forward, Kid Leo played it, and it became a huge hit. All Fantastic. Over. And we, yeah. I bought the bus with the guys, and we'd start touring. And um, it was five years of bliss, but yeah. we were a little bit too late in the music scene. And right. Nirvana came along while we were in L.A. Yeah, and, grunge. Uh, grunge. They wouldn't even talk to us anymore, the record sure. labels. It yeah, was over yeah, for the 80s sure. hair gods. Yeah, you know? right, yeah. But I understood it and came home and tried to recreate but You know, that. everybody, no, it's interesting because I have a little bit of a... A story the same way my godmother, Justine Freight. Okay, I don't know if you know Justine or not. But uh, her brother is Dale Peters, who was the the bassist for the James Gang. Mm-hmm. So oh, when yeah. I was a kid, when I was a kid, as my godfather's Tony Freight, he, 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 we lost him 40 or 30 Yeah, years. I hung with them. Yeah, right? You nights, know what I'm yes. talking about. So I was, as a young guy, I watched once in a while that 
you know, that, that thing happening, it's fantastic to watch that, to be experiencing that, oh, yeah. to see that creation. It's mm. stunning. So you have that. Yeah. But, you know, recreating yourself is part of what everybody does, whether you want to or not. Mm. So what did you do when you knew that that was something that was not going to well, be sustainable? It, it just became like in 94 when my father passed away. Okay. Who was a uh, Korean war hero, Purple Heart, Two Bronze Star. What's his name? Harlan W. Mackey. Harlan Wadmore Mackey. He was Finnish. Okay. So I got some Scandinavian in me, but he yeah, converted at go. 41, including a bris. Dear, <laughs> no way. Those no. of you who don't know what that is, you'll figure it out. Um, oh, my God. Please, so Google he, it. He, yeah. <laughs> you'll have a lot more respect Ooh, for Harlan. Painful. <laughs> Absolutely. So holy shit. He passed on the ship in Spain coming home from the second Gulf War because the government oh, no. drafted him to be there for the first uh, shock and awe. In 91, he was there for a year, and then the second. So he passed away on the phone with my mom. That's awful. uh, Shortly thereafter, my mom was diagnosed with dementia. There was a lot of things that led up to that, but she didn't recognize my brother and recognize me a little bit. And I think I just became the chosen one, and um, I started taking care of her. That was my my new job. Okay. Because I didn't want anyone to take care of her other than me. I cleaned mm-hmm. her, I bathed her, I nebulized her, which is a, a butyl sulfate to open up your lungs. She was on yes. two and a half liters of oxygen 24 7. Wow. So I um, I came home and got a job as a lead bartender for P.F. Chang's. Sure. And I've, I've had a few cocktails there. With yeah. You. I was going yeah, to Florida yeah. taking her because she her lungs couldn't handle the winter here. Right. We had a little crib in Pompano, and then I'd come back here in the summer. Mm hmm. And then uh, getting a job at P.F. Chang's was, uh, was a godsend in a lot of ways because I gave it one year in 2000. My mom got a little ill because of the winter. Yeah. So I gave my notice the following year in 01. Okay. And they were disappointed, but I had to leave because my mom. Right. And that's what I was doing. I dedicated myself at that point to her. Sure. Look what she did for me well, in all it, my years. It's the most it's the most honorable thing a son can oh, do, right? You, you, you wait. We'll be getting to this. Sure. And so... I kept doing that, and Chang's called me when I arrived in Florida that December, and they said, hey, we just opened up Boca. We're having trouble at the bar. Can you can you help us out? Sure. And I was like, okay, uh, right. give me a few days. So I went back and forth with Chang's. Okay. I work in the winter there. But in 04, my mom couldn't travel anymore, so it was strictly back to Beachwood to our old home there right. um, at the mall property. And um, I just I, – I did it. I, I was working. And taking care of her, and I had a good foundation, good friends that helped me out. Uh, I had a, a housekeeper that was really good, Solomon Wary. And um, in 06, uh, after uh, giving her a bath, you know, you clean her and you bathe her and you nebulize her and powder right. her Depends, her little track suit. Yeah. And I made a little theater room for her. And okay. And walk her and put her on the couch, and she loved watching CNN. Yes. So this particular early evening, around 7-ish, she stops me in the hallway as I'm walking her, and she says, David? Yeah. I go, what, Mom? And we talk like dudes. I mean, we were dudes. Right, I mean, right, we, right, right. We swore. We did, <laughs> we did all those things. You let we it were, fly, baby. We were cool. I love and it. And people yeah. understood it. Sure. And um, she stopped me in the hallway, and, and she grabbed my wrist in a lucid moment. She says, David? Yeah. I go, what, Mom? She goes, when I get to God, I'm going to tell him how good you took care of me. Holy shit. And it crushed me for a split oh. second. I said, Mom, shut up. Save yeah. me a seat at the bar. <laughs> and I pointed up to heaven. And I she looked that. at me. Yeah, I love that. And she said, I will. And I, I'll never forget that. Wow. And I walked her to the couch, put her there. 
And I went up to my room and I cried like a little girl for 20 minutes. I mean, yeah. I, I knew she knew this is the first time she ever said anything about, you know, her, her life. And maybe it might be coming. That's to an a end. blood time moment for everybody. It was blood Every, time. Peter, I'm telling everybody. you, it was, yeah. I, 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 I didn't even realize the extent of what that meant. And right. I, I came back down and finished the night and she went to bed and, um, Within a couple months, she passed away gracefully yeah. at uh, Hillcrest uh, okay. with um, Nurse Julie. But Nurse Julie. I, I got to tell you. Look at all these you, beautiful you, people. I look back yeah. at my life and what I did for her. Right. It didn't matter who I dated, what I did for a living, where I lived. As long as she could be with me, right. that was that was, that was, was it for her. Uh -huh. she, she was happy. Yeah. So I made her happy. And I'm, How I'm, about you, know, you though? My brother made, came back. Made you happy and he too. He helped me out for the last couple of years. He yeah. moved back in with me. Right. And we were we were tag teaming. I mean, okay. I, I took care right. in the daytime, and he worked days, and then I worked obviously nights bartending, yeah. and he took over at night. And so, it was great to have him also at the, at the end. That's so, fantastic. Uh, but she was happy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's all I could do. But and so afterwards, I say to myself, <clears throat> man, after that of over a decade and a half of yeah. taking care of someone like that, right. Taking her to the, to the doctors, running her errands, um, making sure she has her medication, her meals. I mean, right. I, I was a geriatric nurse, yeah. But in the end, I was graced to be able to do that. What yeah. what better thing could I do? Yes, you know, I, yes. I wrote a hit song. That's kind of cool. I, right. What can I defend the nation? And you know, I don't yeah. know. But it was it was an honor, and yeah. I, I think that was my blood time. Yeah. And yeah. Um, shortly thereafter. Um, I was working at, at Chang's, and, and all of a sudden, uh, the Spasmatics, uh, Perfect World Entertainment, we love the Spasmatics. came to me, yeah. and they asked me to be their singer to start the second Spasmatics in a, in a company that was franchising it. Okay. They already had okay. one in yeah. L.A. Okay. Now the second one was going to be Cleveland. Okay. I had a chance to play with Dave Baker and some other wow. great cats. All right. And all right. Um, I, I so how it. many spasmatic groups are there? Oh, well, now there? there's about 14. 14, wow. Three alone in Texas. Wow. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to sing for all of them. Right, uh, the, right. The company believed in me at the time, and they sent me well, I've, for I've emergency reasons. Well, I've seen you, and you're a lot of fun. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> you're a lot of fun. Uh, 16 yeah. years. I, yeah. I, I did spasmatics. So, yeah. I, again, I didn't take it seriously when I first got into the band. Sure. I didn't know where it was going to go. I, I was eight years um, removed from singing okay. and entertaining, okay. completely left it. I right. couldn't even go to a concert. Right. I just felt weird. Anyway, Yeah. so that first night, though, yeah. here's another blood time moment. Okay. I got on stage. A lot of my fans were there, friends, a lot of the bands. Well, before uh, you tell that story, let's set the stage. The spasmatics, okay. I mean, you sing with a neck brace. I mean, the spas are Chaz the, the, the spas, right? The spasmatics right? are You know, a, the nerds, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're nerdy Vegas-style show band of the 80s. Of the 80s, Anything right. 80s, In Excess, yeah. Missing Persons, right. Wham, AHA, Journey, yeah. Bon Jovi. Right. <laughs> you know, Michael Jackson, anything yeah. 80s. Yeah. We, we do Punk. it. Punk. And uh, we do yeah, some yeah, dance yeah. moves and we have some fun. And sure. We, we entertain you. That's sure. the difference. We, sure. When you go to see a show of Spasmatics, we're entertaining oh, you. Oh, there's no question. So, I've, I've been very entertained. So I want to hear that story, okay? But we're going to take a break because we got sponsors oh, that actually- Awesome. Yes, awesome. support us tremendously. We love our sponsors, Defense <laughs> Soap and Serve Pro and yep. and uh, Next Gen, uh, Next Level uh, CE and uh, a lot of other people that are mm -hmm. they're coming on board. So we're going to take that break and then on the- Flip side, we're going to hear that story. Okay. Thanks, David. Very good. 
want to thank Serve Pro of Beechwood, our newest sponsor, and Jack Coslin, the owner. They serve all of Northeast Ohio, not just Beechwood. They specialize in disaster cleanup that leaves your home or office like new, like it never happened. Flood and water damage, fire, mold, and they say even blood and guts. Not just any Serve Pro. Seek out Serve Pro of Beechwood. That's Serve Pro Beechwood, Shaker Heights, Cleveland Heights.com, 216 416- 464-4498. Operated by a former All-State wrestler from Beechwood, we love Serve Pro of Beechwood. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Blood Time want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com Hi, this is Maverick Peters for the Blood Time Podcast. Just want to thank Mr. Jim Griffiths over at Bearden's. Bearden's has been serving steak burgers since 1948. They are home of the original peanut butter burger. Everything is 100% fresh, never frozen beef. They serve hand-cut onion rings, and they are a local top 10 shakes winner. Thank you again to Jim Griffiths over at Bearden's. Check them out for more at Bearden's, B-E-A-R-D-E-N-S.com. Thank you. And we're back with David Dennis Mackey, my friend, Double D. Double D, you're talking about the story about the spasmatics. We had already set the stage, so mm-hmm. please continue. Well, um, it all ended up that first night of okay. we, um, we played at Panini's on Mayfield, and uh, it was packed. Sure. And I couldn't believe what was happening. Uh, here I am back after all these years, eight years of not right. singing. This is the mid-2006, uh, 2006, This, this seven, was November eight. of 2004. 2004. Okay, 04. great. All right, yep. great, great. So I took the stage and started singing, and the band was pumping, and I could see all those people, right? my friends, my fans, acquaintances, smiling, enjoying themselves, laughing. It. Yeah. And when I sang a sad song, they were crying, and oh, they were man. just thrilled that I was back up, and I was thrilled, and I had a moment. I had a, I, I had a blood time moment okay. where it was almost like a religious experience where I, I knew sure this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm you, supposed to entertain you. You almost come out of your own body, right? I was, and looking I, at yourself, I, right? I knew it. Right? I, I knew it, and when the show was over, I was exhausted. I think my voice... Uh, Held out pretty well, right? But I knew this was it. This was something. well. You nail those songs, man. Well, you, you nail them. I'm, I'm an '80s boy, so yeah, yeah. That was kind of a. And I had the honor of having you at my my club. We owned the Swamp Club at yes. the very end. Oh there, yeah, 2005, yep. 2000. And I remember you packing them in. Yep. We got so busy that night that I was pulling my bros out of the audience <laughs> to get behind the bar. We were three deep. <laughs> At yep, the Swamp bar, club was famous. Are you it was me? insane that yeah. night that you came there, and 
And we also had, uh, I think, Stanley's group, the Resonators or something. I don't know what. what mm. uh, oh, oh, yeah. You know um, what I'm talking about? His guitar player, what was his name? He played at uh, Bahama Breeze. Right, an acoustic. They had the Jonah Coslin. Jonah Coslin. Oh yeah. my God, how talented Jonah, he was! Oh yeah. He wrote, uh, he wrote a hit song too. I mean, yeah, you know, Jonah was really. Well, we cool. had Stanley, and then we had Boku come in. Oh, yeah. You know, and Boku sang at my fiftieth birthday party. Yep, the mottos, um, yeah, Dennis Lewin, absolutely, yeah. the boys. So yeah. you, you were in that milieu, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, I, I was right, right there. So yeah. uh, shortly thereafter, we really started pumping Cleveland, right? And we were flying here and flying there, and then. Um, we played in uh, Washington. We did the National Food Festival, and sure. it was really neat experience. And then uh, we flew back home. And then about a couple weeks later, we got some paperwork. And I thought it was maybe a ten ninety nine or taxes or something. We filled it out here. It was a background check. All of a sudden, we're flying back to Washington, and we don't know where we're playing. Right? We they're just say, hey, we're you're doing a gig, and yeah. uh, we'll meet yeah. up at the Willard, the five star uh, hotel. Fantastic. So we fly. We get an SUV. We rent. And we go to the Willard. Mm-hmm. We walk in, and we're in the lounge, and all of a sudden, our owners, the first and only time I ever saw them, wow! they walked in and said, boys, sit down. And we sat down, and they said, you're playing for the president this evening. Holy. You're doing his uh, daughter's Christmas party at With the White House in the Jenna East Wing. Jenna or the other one? Jenna and Barb. Yeah, Jenna and both Barb. of them. Holy cow. And I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? Wow. He goes, Secret Service is picking you up in 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, I hope I don't have anything on me. I'm, check- <laughs> I'm checking things in at the front desk. Here, take my wallet. Take Where's my socks. Sleeves, baby? Take my underwear. I don't know if I'm, you know, maybe I got, got residue dust. of something. You know, and uh, I don't want to ruin my it for man. everybody. And my man. Guys, Men in Black showed up and yeah. took us over, and we got into the White House, and Holy we were like cow. little kids for two and a half hours running around the red, blue, and green room. Fantastic. It was awesome. Yeah. And then we got sequestered. Questered at six thirty, by a girl named Julie was in charge of us. I remember, right? And um, I think I fell asleep a little bit. They have beds and pictures and food kept coming down and every oh, half hour interval. And finally at nine thirty, we were dressed, chomping at the bit. Sure, comes down and he goes, "President would like to meet you right now." Wow. We're like, "Let's do it." So oh I, we walk up together and we go into the East Wing. We got on this little teeny stage, and I turn around. Here comes President George W. Bush oh, right at me. Oh my God! And he walks up and he says. How you doing, young man? And I'm thinking, should I be cool? Like, hey, Georgie Porgy. Yeah. Uh, hey, Bushy Babe. And I thought, oh, my mom would kick my butt. What's going on, Bernie Bush? So yeah. I turned around and I said, how yeah. you doing, Mr. President? I'm David. Let me introduce you to the rest of the guys. And it. that's how it went. Now, the really funny story was it was just the president, the first lady, and mm-hmm. uh, the twins. Right. Secret Service, Sean, was holding everyone back in the blue room. And we were talking, about 10 minutes went by, it's about 9.55, and the president comes up to me and says, David, yeah. listen, I go to bed at 10.10. Can you yeah. play me one song before I go to bed? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, yes, sir, Mr. President. God. What am I going to say, no? <laughs> no, dude, we're not ready. <laughs> yeah. So I go up to Bakes, and I said, hey, he wants to hear a song. And right. Bakes goes, let's do a wham, wake me up. How <laughs> ironic is that? <laughs> before you go, go, and baby. sure as that's as heck, we played Wake Me Up for the President, the First Lady, and the Twins, and yeah. we were jamming. I had the glasses on the President. Oh, my God. I'm with with grind- the tape, right? I'm grinding yeah. on the Twins. <laughs> I'm doing everything that Spasmatics does, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, the house photographer's taking all these pictures, and I'm thinking, oh. People Magazine, baby. Yeah. And um, when it was all said and done, he loved it, thanked us. They let everyone in, about 123 guests. Wow. And we played all night long, I think, till 3, 3.30 in the morning. I'm serious. It was it was. It was that crazy. And, I love it. Um, it was an honor. It was unbelievable. Yeah. Leaving the White House and saying goodbye to everyone and getting home. We we got one picture. 
Okay. It's like a cardboard cutout of, of oh. the band of the president on the East Wing where they do all the announcements. All those pictures that he was taking. Right, right, right. Oh, we didn't forget get those. About yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. Those are, those are yeah. It really oh, yeah. catapulted us uh, to become really successful in Cleveland. Because of that, that was an, sure. an honor. We're, I'm the first singer yeah. to ever play for a sitting president from Cleveland. First band to ever yeah. play for a sitting president from Cleveland. Yeah. And from there, you know, we did Jessica Simpson's birthday. We did Andy Roddick's wedding with oh, Brooklyn sure, Decker yeah. at Stubbs in Austin. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have Elton John opening up for us because Elton said that he'd play. He told Andy that he would always play some songs if he got married to Brooklyn. So we Holy came in from Europe, cow. did four songs. And uh, I'm like, oh, Elton's opening up for us. <laughs> so we get on stage, 250 of his guests. That's fantastic. Uh, and he comes back after the first set. And Andy said to me, he goes, quote, I am so honored to have you play my my wedding reception, wow. and I'm sitting there biting my lip, going, "I'm honored to be playing for you." Are you Fantastic. kidding? We're blessed. Yeah. I didn't say that, but I was just, I was thinking that to myself. Sure. And it was just amazing. And he, we became friends when he came okay. in and did his cancer benefit. Yes. Uh, he yes. sent me two tickets and extra tickets for everyone, and I went there and uh, we took a picture together, and I got to meet Elton sober, and that was kind of cool. Wow. <laughs> And John McEnroe and Billy Jean Reggie King. Dwight, Reggie Dwight, uh, the, the the mayor yeah. was there. Everyone yeah. was there. It was, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. So that's what Spasmatics gave to me in um, sixteen years, yeah. and um, it's time to move in a different direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. Yeah, with well, the I COVID have one. I have one aside before we get into that. Sure. The next area of your life, actually, two asides. One, my father played piano in the John Carroll Band for Eisenhower. So. We have that s- wow. some some thing, similarities, there, some, some some parallel, some parallel there. And Bush, Stallone, the Llama, Kevin Hart, and Fifty Cent all share the same thing with me. July sixth, we were all born that oh, same wow. day. So wow. just a little aside wow. from your host, your a little, a little your, after the your fireworks, friendly neighborhood host. Yeah, that's, yeah, isn't that funny? That's really cool. Isn't that wild? So yeah. we got a heck of a foursome. <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, six, six of them. So, so let's talk about, I don't know why I, I had to get off that at a tangent, but I just had to tell you that. That's cool. Um, let's, let's get into, you, you've laid this incredible foundation of entertaining, you know, pleasing people, right? From your mother to your fans to just the world at large, okay? Maybe now it's time to please not only people but yourself yeah i listen um and that's my, part of blood time right is, is yeah. to also have that self-love so that you can bring that love to the general public you know yeah what I mean? I, i'm definitely been blessed in my life to be able to do all the things that i've done uh let's say on a minimal budget sure but, <laughs> right, but to travel right. some of the world and the country and and make people happy and the people that yell out my name or spasmatics or Zaza or right. Double D right. when I'm at a show or a concert or, you know, when we, you know, pre-COVID basically. Right, right. It's, it's an honor to be recognized like that and I take it as an honor and I, I, I'll sign an autograph, I'll, I'll talk and, and thank people for enjoying what I've right. done and they are so happy that I've been able to entertain. Hey, we went out and saw you. We had so much fun. Thank you so much. Right. That's where it's at. That's special. Right. Right. And I and I am privileged to be in that position. I take it seriously. Um, I've had some personal issues uh, recently in my life okay. where it's you know it's a struggle to okay. to uh, overcome 
some of these issues, which I'm I'm doing, but would you I'm want to be, share the share with share? Well, with yeah, I, I got into my personal issues were demons from from uh, my past, and maybe genetically, my parents were were alcoholics, and okay, and um, my mom was took some pills and stuff when she got divorced, and there's a lot of things that are genetically in my system sure. that. Uh, started to overcome me in okay. the past five years. Okay. So I've had to work through that. Right. As far as um, alcohol abuse. Okay. And uh, so I'm, it's 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 a funny story. It's, it's Well, you're never really on the other side of it. No, you're, you're never on the but other you're, side, but, but, you're, but you work on it. Yes. You work on it. Yes. And so it's a, daily, it's a daily process, sure, correct? I have sure. two dear friends that have been sober for many years, okay? Mm -hmm. But they were near death. And both of them right around the same time, like one was at 29, one was at 30. And nobody thought they were going to make 30, either one right. of these kids. Right. Okay. And they both had the same first name, which is interesting, right? But now one is in his 60s and the other one is in his 50s. And they've done extremely well in life, financially and also business-wise. Mm -hmm. But they struggle every day. Oh, yeah. Every it's, day. It's a struggle. But, you mm -hmm. know, it's, it's up to you. Up to up to me to mm -hmm. to be to be good, sure. and that's what I'm doing. And um, and now it's time to move on to something else. Okay, but it's got to be in the entertainment field. Right. So I'm looking forward to doing something, maybe TV, maybe all right, and or radio. Okay, I'd like to do a podcast too. Hey, and um, listen, we, it's all based on. We would love to produce it for you, yeah, my friend. Well, we're looking, yeah, we're talking, we're we have, talking. We have producer extraordinaire in the other room, Maverick Peters. <laughs> yes, Maverick. Great job, Maverick. The man, the myth, the legend. Top Absolutely. Gun boy over there. Absolutely, um, exactly. So I've already been offered uh, another band. Um, okay. I'm going to take my time and, and choose something sure. during COVID here. It's kind of a relaxing time, unfortunately, but it's still you can figure some things out because yeah. there's not much to do. Well, you know, it's a, it's interesting. I, I was talking to my nephew yesterday, and he's one of these up and rising. He's, he's twelve years old, but he's a really incredible hockey player. But his father is my brother's put him on pause, and he's really depressed by it because he wants to be a leader. He's the captain of the team, and he's you know these are the elite teams. And I said, sometimes it's great to take a pause, to reflect, to find out how to be a better leader. Mm -hmm. Or lead from afar. Yeah, and be a better person. Be a it's better all. person. Be a better hockey player. Be a better leader. All those kinds of things. And I and I explained to him, I took, you know, an eight-year and a nine-year pause from coaching. And and during that time, I gave to my family. But I also said, how am I going to, if I'm ever going to coach again, how am I going to be better? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's it's about that, okay? And so this, I think, is is a time where everybody can take stock. Yeah. Of who they are, where they've been, and where do they want to be, and why. What's our why Absolutely. coming out of this thing, Absolutely. Right? That's that's where I'm at, and enjoying this time. Yeah. Um, I'm working at uh, 17 River Grill. Okay. Twin Falls for awesome. Rick Duty. He's, sure. He's, he's, oh he's my a God. legend. A legend. He and was the, the man behind uh, Brio Bravo. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Cedar Creek and uh, sure. Lindy's. Sure. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's just so soothing. And he's had a... a what what a story! To yes, this. sad, sad tragedy, Trage, yeah. tragedy. Lost his son his in a son. car accident. Yeah, I was at the uh, Hawken tournament the last two years, uh, Hawken Invitational Wrestling Tournament, and in that beautiful field house, and and his beautiful tribute to his son, mm -hmm. his jersey is in uh, you know displayed uh, prominently, and mm -hmm. um, our love to 
that family. Oh yeah, absolutely. Our love to that family. Uh, Rick Duty uh, and, and his wife um, Wendy Wendy Berry. Yes, she is amazing. Also beautiful, uh, talented he, interior designer. But you know, yeah. when I started working for him and training, yeah. he, he came on a, in a Zoom conference. Okay. okay. And what struck me is something that I hold dear to my heart. Sure. It's an honor to serve. Indeed. It's an honor to make people happy. Well, and that's sir. what I've been doing all my life as an entertainer, sure. as a bartender. I'm still entertaining. Yeah. I'm behind that bar. I'm telling stories. Oh, I'm no making doubt. them happy. They're not leaving this bar. They're not leaving unhappy, put exactly it that way, because right. I'm going to make them happy. I hear you. I'll buy their dinner, their drink, whatever it takes, but they're going to come back because they had a great time. Well, it's always... And we had a lot of fun. It's always great to see you behind the bar, mm. but it's also great to see you on the stage. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my parents coming over here, and they're struggling right now because they're they're cloistered. They can't get out. And my mother's an incredible social animal and trying to be out there. And she's <laughs> your just, parents, your dad, I love him. Oh, they're they're the best, and yeah. and they send such love to you. Mm-hmm. They really enjoy, and they really know that your next uh, chapter of life is going to be something very special. And they yeah. they send their best on that. You know, I, I was blessed at thirteen. When I was getting uh, my bar mitzvah, uh, the rabbi okay. yeah. was talking about me. And yeah. I, and I sneezed, yeah. and, and the rabbi turned around and whispered in my ear, God just blessed you. Okay. And I'm telling you, that was the beginning of being exactly. blessed. So I'm blessed and, uh, and honored to be in my position. Um, I love everybody. Um, sure. And just I'm looking forward to continuing to entertain people I and making that. them happy. That's what I'm supposed to do in life. I know it now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting too, because we, you, you, you shared your struggles. Um, and, uh, I had a, a cathartic moment at 13. I'll share this with, I've never shared this with the audience, but I was, um, living next door to, to two older guys that were like my brothers. I was the oldest of my family. And, Growing up, they made me tough. We used to play one-on-one football, and they were th- one was four and one was five years older than me. And I loved them as my brothers. They were my brothers. And sadly, they had some struggles, and they, they got uh, heavily involved in heroin. Mm. And I'll never forget, it was a summer just before my, my baby brother, Craig, was born. It was probably June of, of 1970. Mm. And I saw the ambulance cart them both away. And they almost died from an overdose. And I made a pact, knowing that my brother was going to be born a month later, that I would never do a drug. And to this day, I've never even held a joint mm-hmm. in my hand. Now, I'm not saying that that's something that people should do, whatever, but there is that cathartic moment mm-hmm. that hits you and say, this is who you're going to be. Yep. And I think that's yep. where you got from your rabbi. Yep. This is who you're going to be. You're going to be a blessed guy. And now you've blessed so many others with just joy. Whether, again, you're behind the bar or on the stage or in front of the camera or on a microphone. Because you're bringing me joy today, brother. Oh, These stories are awesome. fantastic. Yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I want to do the book, Save Me a Seat at the Bar. and uh, I love that. I want to do a podcast that'll be the same same name. Absolutely. Save Me a Seat at the Bar. That Absolutely. Was, that was yeah. Shirlini, my mom. She was... Well, we love, we love Shirley. Yep. And we love David. And we love Harley. Harland. Harland, yeah. excuse me. Harland, yeah. that brought you to this world. Uh, my my soon to be wife, my fia, my new fiance, she uses the term. We're so glad that you were born. Mm, thank you. And 
the blood tie family was so glad that David Dennis yes. hey, Mackey Double I, D was born. I listened to uh, Michael Goldberg and you. Yes. That, was, that was an inspiration right there. Yes, to well, come here and, and do this today. Yes, well, yeah. da- David uh, Michael's. Uh, I, I interviewed him the second time. He's my only second uh, time interview, and even and the second interview is even more poignant. Yeah, about, I remember. Uh, yeah, he's what a he and his wife Sherry incredible human beings and what they've done for the world of autism yep. is autism. unbelievable. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are just, I am so glad that we did this. I'm so glad that you reached out and, and I, I can't wait to see the next chapter of double D's life. <laughs> so thank you. I'm excited. I'm, yes. I am Peter. Yes. Thank you very much for and having we're gonna, me today. Mav, thank you for producing. Good job. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to, we're going to promote the heck out of this episode, my friends. Good, so good. Uh, I'm going to, Absolutely. I'm going to Facebook it as my transition occurs with Absolutely. my Facebook. Um, Absolutely. I did a little video last night, and we're going to post that along I with love this, it. and uh, we'll have some fun. Absolutely. Well, thank you for coming, bro. Okay. All right. This is Coach Cimarroni with Double D. Blood time. We are all blood. Love to all. Love you. Peace. Hey, I want to welcome our newest sponsor, Antonio Nicholson from Nicholson Law, this former state place winner from Solon High School and captain of the Cleveland State University team, is an attorney that handles criminal cases, everything from minor misdemeanors to felonies of the first degree. He also does custody, civil, and personal injury cases, and he's been doing this for six years. He's a former public defender, and his motto is always and forever protector of the people. He wants to offer a 10% discount to all athletes, former and present, if they retain his services. Nicholson Law at 216-774-4774. That's 216-774-4774. Antonio Nicholson, Nicholson Law. I want to share my thought of the day with you. Spread love and always leave where you were better than before you arrived. Yeah, this is Matt Lillen. You just heard another episode of the Blood Time Podcast.